God with the preaching. So, 1 Peter chapter number 5, and uh, look down with me in 1 Peter 5, look at verse number 5, we'll begin uh, reading there, amen, 1 Peter chapter 5, <clears throat> and of course, in 1 Peter chapter 5, here's some exhortation that is given, amen, uh, uh, I believe in, um, in 1 Peter, of course, uh, Peter himself, we know the story surrounding him. He was a zealous, he began to be a zealous disciple, the, the uh, zealous follower of the Lord Jesus Christ. And, uh, and then, uh, a lot of times he put his foot in his mouth. He'd say things and, and really it was before he'd think them, Amen. Have you ever had somebody to do that? They, uh, they speak before they actually think, and it, what they say is seeming to be off the wall and unrealistic, amen? And then sometimes we put our foot in our mouth because we speak before we think, amen? And it's, uh, God did a work in Peter's life, and when Peter denied the Lord afterward, God dealt with him, and uh, his life began to change, Amen? God began to do something in him that was pretty special, amen? So 1 Peter chapter number 5 tonight and in verse number 5, amen? 1 Peter 5 and verse number 5. I'm trying to get to it myself, amen? Uh, having it and then needing it, amen? But 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 5, reading with me a few verses. The Bible says, Likewise, ye younger, submit yourselves unto the elder... First Peter chapter 5 and verse 5, the Bible says, Likewise, ye younger, submit yourselves unto the elder, yea, all of you be subject one to another, and be clothed with humility, for God resists the proud and giveth grace to the humble. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time. Casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour, whom resist steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. But the God of all grace, who hath called us unto his glory, eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after that ye have suffered a while, make you perfect, establish, strengthen, settle you. And I want you to see tonight, here's some good advice, amen? In fact, uh, anywhere you go in the Bible is good advice, amen? Uh, but I want you to notice the Apostle Paul, or uh, the disciple, amen? Well, a lot of times we preach from the Apostle Paul's writings, amen? Uh, but uh, Peter, I want you to see from Peter's writing here, uh, he gives us some good advice, and namely, how to get going for God. And I want to preach from that perspective tonight, how to get your life going for God. There's a lot of people who, uh, are they get on for God for a moment, for a time, they get excited about things of God, and boy, they just seem to be like they're going to get ready to go on and do some things for, for the Lord. And then all of a sudden, they, things come in their life and issues begin to 
uh, have to be dealt with and all of a sudden they get bogged down with the issues of life. God says, no man that warreth entangleth himself with the affairs of this life that he may please him who's called him to be a soldier. Amen. In the book of uh, Hebrews, it talks about not being weighted down. Amen. And, uh, and listen, you can get so far weighted down that you can't do anything. Amen. Uh, you know, there's some people, I, uh, we were traveling down the, the freeway one time and there's this car with a flat tire and uh, Lee and I being uh, uh, tender towards the need, we stopped and that person in their trunk had everything and a half in it. It took a long while. They had to empty that whole trunk just to get to the tire changer and the spare tire. And I'll tell you what, it, you know, I wouldn't want to be putting all my stuff on the side of the road. Everybody coming, you don't know who they are. And, and then, uh, you know, stuff blowing away and things like that. But that, that person had that car so far weighted down. Probably didn't get anything mile per hour, uh, miles per, uh, per gallon, amen. But, uh, but I want you to know, listen, God don't want our lives to be so weighted down because God wants us to be getting going for Him, amen. God wants us to live our lives uh, and uh, that count for God, amen. And uh, this notice uh, appeared in the window of a, of a coach store in Nottingham, England, said this, we've been established for over 100 years and have been pleasing and displeasing customers ever since. We've made money and lost money, suffered the effects of coal, uh, uh, coal nationalization, coal rationalization, uh, control of government, and bad payers. We've been cussed at, we've been discussed about, we've been messed about, lied to, held up, robbed, swindled, and the only reason we stay in business is to see what happens next. And boy, I tell you what, you know, some people... Their lives are characteristic of that, amen? They just, they're just existing just to see what another day might bring forth. You know, God wants us to live purposeful. God wants us to live meaningful. He says, I, I would have you to have eternal life. But he says this, that you might have life more abundant. Not just eternal life, but meaningful, purposeful life, amen? And it's so easy to get knocked out and knocked down and feel like your life don't count and to get, uh, you know, to be one moment on track for God and the next moment get knocked down out of the way, amen? Listen, God wants you to get on track with Him and then your job is to maintain that tracking, amen? Uh, God dressed a a church in the, old, uh, in the New Testament, the book of Revelation, he says you're neither hot nor cold. You're just coasting along. You're not really de delving into me to get excited about the things of God, to get going with the things of God. You're just cooperating and tolerating what goes on. And I want you to know tonight, listen, God wants us to get on track for Him. And in this passage tonight, there is the ability... To do so if we follow just a few things that are mentioned uh, in the text before us. Amen. Christ's followers have a much better reason to endure the times that they live for. Because the Lord's assured us in his word that better times are ahead. Sometimes we got to look above the things. Amen. Go if you will in your Bible to Psalm chapter 121. Psalm 121 for just a moment. 
God wants us to, uh, someone said, I, uh, I'm live, uh, uh, if, as best I can, I'm living under the circumstances, amen. God wants you to get over the circumstances and quit living under them, amen. In Psalm chapter 121, look with me if you would at verse number one, amen. The Bible says, and watch this, I will. That's a resolve. That's an individual personal decision that one makes, amen. He says, I will lift up my eyes unto the hills. Where do you think God is? You don't look down to try to find God, do we? The center of the earth represents a place called hell. Uh, uh, the Bible says that uh, Jonah went down to the belly of the whale. That means deep in. And it typifies when Jesus died on the cross and went to the grave and was in the grave for three days, he was in the, the uh, belly of the earth, amen? Down in the earth. We don't look down to see God, amen? We don't look around with, to see God because around is the world. God said, love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. But oftentimes we're looking around and we can't see God in everything that's going on, amen? You can't see God in the day-to-day -day circumstances. We should be able to see Him, but we can't. But too many of the concerns and too many of the burdens and too many of the problems and just the, the daily issues that, uh, you know, one moment we get good news, the next moment we get bad news. Uh, one moment we feel good, the next moment we feel terrible, amen? And we can't see God in the drifts that go back and forth, up and down, off and on, amen? And God doesn't want us to look down because he's not down. God doesn't want us to look around because you'll never see God there. You'll see people, you'll see situations, you'll see circumstances. And I want you to know, listen, if you, uh, if you look at the things of this world, amen, you will be, and this is all that we have to hope for, we'll be of all people most miserable. And that's why so many saints of God are miserable because they're looking down, because they're looking around. But God wants us to look up. Notice he says, I will lift up mine eyes unto the hills from whence cometh my help. Boy, I want you to know we need help tonight. Yeah, uh, I don't know about you, but I confess to God this, e this evening, I need help, amen. I'm not above my circumstances so much that I can't, can handle them on my own, amen. I need God's help. The Bible says, my help cometh from the Lord. If he's looking up and his help's coming from above and his help is the Lord, that must mean that the Lord's up, amen. Stop looking around you. Stop looking down and start looking up, amen. Now listen, business will pick up if you look the right way, amen. He says, my help cometh from the Lord, which made heaven and earth. He will not suffer thy foot to be moved. He that keepeth thee will not slumber. Boy, that's good, amen. Listen, when times move and everything shifts and, and all of that kind of stuff, God says he'll still be there. Boy, how many times the psalmist has said, I cried unto the Lord in my trouble and he heard me. Boy, I'm glad God listens, amen. And then, uh, you know, there's some people, they call on God and then they look around and they say, uh, see, he's not here. No, because God works in the in-between. God works behind the scenes, amen. You may not see him immediately after you pray or you could, amen. But listen, there's times where you call on God and you look around. God says, be still and know that I'm God. 
God says, wait on the Lord. And again, I say, wait. God wants you to wait. God wants you to be still. God, listen, try, stop trying to push God out the door and, and uh, on to the next issue that you're trying to deal with. Amen. Give God a chance to work. Amen. Always said from the pulpit, it's too soon to quit. Too many people quit on God. Well, they just, they get so caught up, they get bogged down, they get overwhelmed, and they lose sight of the fact that God is God. Amen. Don't ever quit on God. Well, the devil have a heyday just tearing people apart. And today's society is doing it full steam ahead. Amen. The Bible says, Behold, he that keepeth Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. The reason we have an Old Testament is to remind us there is a God in heaven. Boy, aren't you excited about that? I know, listen, physically we probably can't do it, but we ought to run around the building a hundred times and say, Praise God, praise God, praise God. I'd be dead before I get the first lap, amen? But that would be good to think about anyway. The Bible says in verse 5, The Lord is my keeper. The Lord is thy shade upon the right hand. The sun shall not smite thee by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord shall preserve thee from all evil. Do you get that? We live in an evil day, don't we? Listen, we, uh, that don't mean that you might ha not have some thief or some robber come and steal some of the things that you've got accumulated this side of eternity but God says listen he, they, what can they steal they can steal temporal things that really don't count for much and by the way when you pass on you can't take them with you the only thing you can take with you is your soul that's going to go up there and the, and the faith that you had and the fruit that came with the faith amen it's all we can take so why are we living for all these other things amen Things that count not. And I want you to know, he says, listen, uh, uh, he'll keep you from all evil. Amen. Preserve you. And he'll preserve your soul. The Lord shall preserve thy going out and thy coming in from this time forth, even forevermore. God said he'll preserve you. We're trying to worry about today. We're trying to try to figure out tomorrow and the next year and the next year. Listen. Don't you try to figure it out without letting God have it, a handle on it. And you can understand if God has a handle on it, it's going to be okay. Listen, sometimes we try to deal with things we don't need to be dealing with. There was a time when I was under my daddy's roof. You know what? I didn't have to deal with a lot of stuff at that time. My daddy dealt with the bills. My daddy dealt with the issues of our family. Uh, listen, my sister, you know... Uh, in her uh, mid-stages of high school, there, she went through some uh, uh, phases and stages. I didn't have to deal with those. I, didn't hard, I, I, boy, I could hardly keep control and pace of what I was going through with my sports and everything else and, and uh, schedule, uh, schooling and such like that. And uh, I just knew there was something going on, but I really didn't know. And listen, I didn't need to know. Huh? I didn't have to deal with all that stuff. There were some things that went on in my brother's life and my brother caught me and made me be part of it. Then I had to deal with it, amen. But I want you to know, my, most of what went on in my home and my raising up years, my daddy had to take care of it and deal with it. Huh? It wasn't my burden. My, it wasn't my, I was in the home and yes, I was affected by it, but listen, it wasn't my duty to figure it out. I had enough to figure out my own. 
Thank God a million times. Amen. And there are how many things in life that God's just the same way and says, commit thy way unto me and I'll bring it to pass. Isn't that what Psalm 32 says? Well, God wants to figure it out for you. You, you don't have to figure it out. Amen. The reason why you get off track and overwhelmed because you're trying to figure out things that you need to give over to God and walk away from it. Well, I'll tell you what. Hey, listen, you ought, to, you ought to sing the praises of Zion. I, I get on here every now and again and, and I just listen. I, I just take some of these hymns and pl uh, plug them in there and I just listen to some of the hymns sometimes. Listen, if you don't do something like that, you'll go crazy. Huh? If you if you get so overwhelmed and so tense about everything that's going on, it'll sour you, amen? You'll lose your sweetness for the Lord. I want to lose my sweetness. Boy, I tell you what, I get down sometimes and I, I get enraged sometimes. But I tell you what, listen, I have to remind myself I've got to get back in place and stay in track. Listen, the devil likes to get you off center and out of kill with God. God wants you to get on track with him, amen? And so he's given us some things here that we can find about how to get going for God, amen? It seems like we're in the doldrums most of the time and it seems like we uh, lose our desire to go on for God and then there's times where we just want to give up and give out, amen, and give in. And listen, I, I want you to know that God just wants us to keep on the firing line for him. Keep firing against the... Uh, fiery darts of Satan sometimes because of the, the way the world goes we just feel like we can't do anything more and God says yes you can you can always pray you can always pray well preacher I've always prayed and I just don't see things happen well don't stop could it be that God enjoys your fellowship so much that he's keeping you in want so that you keep praying don't quit on God amen Get on, uh, listen, if you're off track with God, you need to find out how to jump back on and get going for God, amen? God has a word of encouragement tonight by way of instruction in these verses tonight, amen? And my goodness, I, I've let most of the time go, but let me give you just a couple things, amen? Look in verses 5 and 6 for just a moment. In 1 Peter chapter 5, verses 5 and 6, the Bible says, likewise, Ye younger, submit yourselves unto the elder. Boy, younger people, you ought to listen to people who's been down the road a little bit longer than you. Amen. I want you to know you can learn a lot. Amen. Just think about it. Listen, there. Uh, the reason why the nursing home, we don't have a nursing home ministry, but we should probably. I got so many things I'm trying to take care of right now, and, and I, I would like it. Amen. I like the fact that uh, Brother uh, Mintz, he has a nursing home ministry. He's going to uh, be with us, Lord willing. He'll be on uh, with us Monday night and, uh, and share some things about his nursing home ministry. And he said, uh, Thursday, I can't be with you because Thursday night's his ministry. He says, those folks will be calling me. They expect me. He says, but you know what? When I preach to them, and then but more importantly, when I fellowship with them, I learned so much. Oh, listen, I want you to know that uh, you can learn a lot. The Bible says uh, the younger to listen to the elder. Now, that's one of the principles that I first heard once I got saved. And I started hanging around the older saints of God, amen? 
uh, because I, I realize that they've been down the road a little bit and they have some things that they can contribute, amen, to my education. And I started listening to them. Boy, I want you to know we need to listen to the elder. And then notice uh, again it says here, Likewise, ye younger, submit yourselves unto the elder. Yea, all of you be subject one to another. That means co-joining, amen? Co-joining one to another. Uh, build a team mentality, amen? Stop trying to fight people and war against people and actually befriend people. Well, a lot of these schisms and everything else that happens in the house of God isn't anything close to the will of God. God says, love one another. But he doesn't say, love this crowd and hate this crowd. Love this crowd and exclude that crowd. God wants us to love one another, amen? And so he says here uh, that we're to be subject one to another. Uh, we're to consider one another unto love and good works. And then he says, be clothed with humility, for God resists the proud and gives grace to the humble. I want you to see in these verses, God wants us to surrender to the will of God. Surrender your will to God. Listen, you have a will and God has a will. And a lot of times because of our fallen human nature, we tend to try to grab hold and direct the, uh, the, the direction of our lives. God wants you to take, uh, take your hands off the steering wheel and put his, actually you better put his hands on the steering wheel so you've got somebody's hands on them, amen? You ought to, ought to take your one hand off, say, God, I want you on the control panel of my life and put his hands on there and then when he's got his hands on, you take your hands off. Listen, a lot of times why we get on for God and off for God is because we take turns trying to hold on to the wheel. I remember one time we were, uh, I probably shouldn't share this. Y'all won't share this with the Better Business Bureau or anything else. But we were, we were in a ministry with young people, preteen group. And I let this one person sit on my lap and drive. Well, I, I was basically controlling the pedals. They couldn't reach it. I think Leah was in the passenger side. She told me not to be doing that. And you know, a good husband never listens to his wife. Amen. You don't ever have that problem. You don't ever have that problem with Brother Bartrop. He always listens to you. Amen. But listen, I, I didn't listen to, to my wife. She told me not to do it, but I did it anyway. I thought it was kind of cute and neat. Amen. A lot of times she's up with that idea of cute and neat and I have to straighten her out, amen. And she really was trying to and this girl got her hand on the wheel and she's going all over and thinks she's thinking this is fun. And all of a sudden I'm like, okay, we got to stop here. And she says, no. So I let her hold on to it one more time and guess what? We hit the worst bump that we could and I thought the whole bottom end of the car fell off and I said, okay, we stopped now. <laughs> Definitely stop now. And my wife, she's looking at me, I told you so. <laughs> Amen. You know what? Let the wrong person hold the steering wheel. But you know what? That's a principle that I tie into this. It's a lot of times when God, we need to have God's hands on the wheel, but we've got it on there. You see, God, uh, we're, on, we're sitting on God's lap. He's behind us. Amen. And I'm glad he's behind us because he really needs to be in front of us. But he reaches around and he holds the wheel and he's steering and directing our lives, amen. 
as we yield to Him. I want you to know we need to assume the place of submission. Amen. Notice the, the uh, inference here. The younger submit yourselves to the elder. You and I, we don't know the course of life as God knows it. He is our elder. Amen. He is the one that knows which direction to go. He knows what decisions to make. A lot of times we try to figure it out on our own. I've told you about the, you know, trying to put a bike together for, for a boy. And trouble is, I didn't read the instructions. Well, listen, they had the instructions in there because the person who knew how to put it together gave the instructions. You know, listen, God gave us the instructions for living. But a lot of times we say, well, I know God's given us the, the, the principles in the book, but I'll just listen. I ain't got time to read it. I'll just go on and do my own. We don't take time to pray. We don't try to find scripture that applies to the scenario and the situation. And we go off and no wonder we're off track with God. You see, one moment we're on track and, you know, we get so far away and we say, now I need to go back to the scriptures and, and I need to surrender to God. Amen. No, you know what? We need to daily submit to God. Place of submission. Amen. We live in a day when men are seeking their own way. But the child of God who wants to please the Lord needs to come to this place where God's everything and they're nothing. Amen. Take your Bible. Go to Colossians, Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians. Amen. I want you to see something God has in the scripture. Look at verse number 18 tonight. Colossians 1 and verse number 18. The Bible says, and he is the head of the body the church who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead. Notice this, the Bible says that in all things he might have the preeminence. That might means first place. Matthew 6 and verse 33, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Seek ye first. Before you seek anything else, seek him first. You see, God needs to have the preeminent place. The number one in your life. Amen. He was trying to teach the Israelites that principle. Amen. He said, thou shalt have no other gods before me. And what is your God? It's a passion that you may have that you give yourself to more than you give yourself to God. Amen. There's something that in every person's life, they have to battle it. Every one of us. There's something that's a passion that tends to take a lot of time out of you. And if you give yourself fully to that and you let it consume you more than God consumes you, you're going to be in trouble. No wonder your life is off track for God because you've lost that preeminent place that you used to give to God. You don't give it to him no more. You've taken control. We need to assume that place as a place of submission, surrendering our will and by the way, the will of God is the intentions of God. God does have intentions. God has desires for you that you may not have for your own. You have desires for you. You have intentions, things that you decide that you want to do. But let me ask you what? Have you prayed and made sure that God wants you to do that? Have you prayed and surrendered your will and said, Lord, this means a lot to me, but if it doesn't mean a lot to you for me, I'm putting it away. 
Well, I want you to know we need to make the will of God more important than our own will. God's intentions for us more important than our intentions for us. I want you to know God wants us to pledge our surrender to Him. Amen? And I'm not going to have time to give the other ones to us tonight, but let me just say this. This place of surrender is also a place of slavery. Notice in your text, amen, verse 6, verse 5, amen. The Bible says, submit yourselves to the, unto the, your younger ones, the elder. All of you be subject one to another, and it says, be clothed with humility. I want you to think about this. And I was watching somebody uh, here, boy, it was uh, here recently, a mother and a daughter walked into one of the stores and the, the, the daughter had the uniform on, you know, one of the school uniforms. Walked in there and the, the store clerk said, I just love that uniform on you. And now I know where it was, the grocery store. Said, I, I just love that uniform on you. That girl had a big smile on her face. And as I was thinking of this principle right here, I was thinking, boy, you know, when God tends to intervene and say, this is what I want for you. You know what we do? We don't have a smile on our face a lot of times. Well, I'm not saying every time, but no wonder we're on for God one moment, off for God. No wonder we're off track and we haven't gotten our lives on track for God. Is because when God speaks his intentions and his desires, we're not clothed with humility. That girl was proud to wear that uniform. Proud in the right way, amen. Not with an arrogancy of attitude, but proud because that represented something. That idea of being clothed with humility, it, we represent the, the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. We represent Christian, amen. And people see that. And we ought to be clothed with the character of a Christian which is the attitude of Christ, is it not? Let this mind be in you that was also in Christ, that he made himself of no reputation. He was surrendered and humble, amen? The Bible says be clothed with humility. This idea of clothed with humility has the idea of wearing an apron of a slave. So true humility before the Lord is assuming a place of a slave, and I, I don't have time to develop that because I want to give you the last one. Accept the plan of the sovereign in the surrender. God has a plan for you. God has every detail of your life mapped out. Do you believe that? Every time that you're faced with a decision or a direction to go or a thought in mind, sometimes we let family decisions be made by us or be made by our family but sometimes family decisions we need to do the same thing isn't that what jesus said when he said uh, your love for your mother almost seems not just mother your love for family ought to be like hate when it comes to christ not that we hate our family we love our families and we ought to love our families amen but the comparison that he was making was your commitment, your pledge to God is so strong, it almost appears as hate. You remember when Jesus' mother stepped in on, on even Jesus, 
And it sounded like he got a little rough with her. You know, it really wasn't that. He had an intention for her good and his glory. A lot of times when God makes his will known to us, and we think, maybe God, you're not being fair. God, you're not being right. It's because he's thinking for our best. God wants to, you to accept his way, amen? Not to go your own way. Too much of the glory we take for ourselves when we ought to give God the glory, amen? And I want you to know tonight, maybe God's dealing with you in the area of submission and surrender. You need to surrender in order for you to get your life going for God. Maybe it's because of this area of surrender. You've taken some things back that the Lord wants for you or from you. Let's bow our heads together for prayer for just a moment. Getting your life going for God. Would you be honest tonight as this invitation? And you say, preacher, I need to get my life on track with God. I need to get going with God. Oh, I'm on, I'm going for God, but I just need to go a little further with God. I, I need to get God going in my life more than what it is. I feel like I'm just not all the way there. I feel like there's more that could be going. Preacher, would you keep me in your prayers? I will be praying for you. God bless you. Is there someone else you say, preacher, I'm going to be honest tonight. And I know my family's here, but you, I'm your preacher, amen? And I'm your, I'm your father, but I'm your preacher too. And if God's spoken to your heart, I'd like to pray for you. And I'm serious about that. If you say, preacher, I, I need to get my life going for God. Is that you tonight? Is God dealing with your heart? God bless you. Heavenly Father, Lord, you've seen our hands tonight. God, you know our heart. And Father, we do pray, Lord, as we see in the scriptures that we need to get our life going for you. There's, we, we're on track. We're going for you. But it just doesn't seem like we're fully all out for you. There's some holdback. There's some reserve. And Lord, tonight, God, you've spoken to our heart. Would you help us in this area of surrender and submission? God, we've so overloaded our lives that we just can't seem to get on track where we need to with you. Well, Father, we're praying that you'll help us. God, guide us and direct us in the decisions that we need to make and the resolves as well. Father, as we commit our prayers to you tonight, pray that you'll bless us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right. And we'll, uh, tonight we'll uh, pray from the pulpit just because of time's sake and, and everybody corporately praying. Uh, but we'll go ahead and take some prayer requests tonight. Amen. I know we've been praying for some families. Oh, really? Okay. And to just keep her in your prayers. She'll be stronger on time. How old is she? Uh, she's in her 50s. He's 68. He's 11 years older than she is. Okay. So we can have her in the family. And I have a praise. The pathology report came back and went to the doctor yesterday. And he said the report was better than the, the pathologist that's from Hanover's report. He thought it was the worst type of uh, lung type of disease. Yeah. And it's a lesser grade that responds usually well to steroids and I have been my oxygen level's been up. So in half the patients, well close to half, they can go off of therapy eventually. Yeah. So wow. Hopefully maybe I'll be one of those half that I can get off of the um, steroids and the oxygen and stuff like that. Praise the Lord. Amen. That is a good report. We'll be praying for you because 
it's not over till it's over kind of thing. Amen. But that's a good report. Amen. Amen. All right. And I know we're really needing to pray for Larry. I know he's going yes. Okay, and um, I, I can't remember his name, but uh, the one that used to work with Brother Bill, Jeremy was here with the boys, and um, and the, the fellow was here too. I can't think of what his name is. Um, who? Jerry. Yes, Jeremy and Jerry. Jerry Jernigan, that's it. Um, Jerry had been back in the um, hospital care, and I think he got back out and home here just the last couple few days. Um, be praying for them and pray that I'll be able to get out there and see them this weekend because um, we haven't been seeing them and couldn't find them. We've been knocking on, uh, knocking on their door. They hadn't been there. We didn't know they were at the hospital even, so... Um, you know, and, and I know God's dealing with Je uh, Jeremy. Jeremy was so close to being saved, and then, you know, we had those issues. So um, be praying for Jerry, amen. And um, also for the uh, souls. I haven't had an update, Leah, have you, for the souls? Uh, oh, Brother Smith, no, but I did, um, I did learn this past week here at some point, and I don't know how she's doing, but Donna's got pneumonia. Yeah, and uh, and I know that's the girls are really concerned for their mother. So uh, yes, and I remember reading about that. So trying to correspond that way. All right, and then then my job to be praying. Um, got a lot of hurdles to to getting transferred. In fact, um, I think I'm being passed up for some things, and so really pray that that God deliver this thing. Uh, it's pretty rough on my back and everything. I'm thinking, you know, I can't do this very much longer. I'm doing these televisions by my own. I had to uh, take a time out and go in that trailer and I had to rest my back. It was pretty sore. And, um, you know, I'm trying not to, because I don't, if I make a uh, mention, I'm, a, I'm afraid they'll cut me, you know, so don't want that either, so be praying for that situation and um, God take care of it amen God knows what the need is how to take care of it yes pray for my friend and pray for one of my friend's friend Kira she's got an unspoken Kira Kira yeah um, she's got an unspoken Kira all right and some of the friends you've been witnessing to one of them Savannah if I'm leading it right Said it was kind of brazen and bold. Said I'm, I'm not one of those or something like that. There's a there's a lot of them feel like they've been punished and they don't know the grace of God and the goodness of God. Pray till they find the Lord and have a relationship with him before they go on their own because usually if they don't find a relationship with God while they're exposed to it, they go off in bitterness and leave it. Amen. 
one day stand before the Lord with that. Amen. There was another message I was going to be preaching, but God led me to this one. All right. Anything else? Yes. Sarah, you, we need to pray for you. Okay. Keep Sarah in your prayers. She's, this week is, uh, this week is, tell me, um, testing time, right? And it, it started today? Okay, so be praying for for schooling and for her health. Amen. Schooling and health. Okay. Okay, let's keep those in our prayers. Pray for the church and the revival coming up. We want to see God really work and I'm glad for the other churches coming. I, it kind of helps us fill the crowd, or, um, fill the pews, amen. But I'm really praying for the local folk, and um, I'm really desiring to see, honestly, about 40, 50 this that week come and try to reach them and get them in, amen. I know what the impossibilities are, but you know what? With the, the depth of impossibility brings the depth of God's possibilities. And if it were to happen, and we're praying it to for God to make it happen, but if it were to happen, we definitely would know it was of God. And, um, you know, when God does something, he does it where it's evident. And I've been praying this. I've been praying for the evident hand of God in the uh, during the week of meeting i want to see god do some amazing things during that week and if you got lost uh family members or ones you're not quite sure others who may not be absolutely dedicated to the lord work on them work real hard on them uh especially now get them get their mind thinking about coming and um brother harper is a tremendous preacher god has used him in uh, some, a lot of bigger churches than what ours is. And I, I believe that if we get lost people here, they'll get, they can get saved. They can't get saved here, they're not here. So we've got to get lost folks here and get folks that uh, are kind of half in and out with the Lord, get them in here best we can. And, um, and, and I know, you know, it's uh, they that sow sparingly will reap sparingly, but they that sow bountifully reap bountifully and I want to reap amen I want to see God do the reaping I want to, for God's glory amen what's that um, they bring a camper so we'll, we'll do the camper thing with them in fact he's going to be I think he wants to come a few days ahead which I'll say I'll take a few days off and we'll go so hopefully we'll go so one and if, he, if he's going to stay around I don't know he may have he may want to set his um, camper here and he's going to do some preaching out I, I don't really know what his schedule is yet but um, and I he hasn't right now he's been so busy with his meetings that I've been able to get a hold of him Amen.
So be praying about that. I'm excited for the, the services. And um, if you need more um, flyers, I've got those in the, in the car. Amen. So, all right. Anything else? Okay. I know the, the hour is later. And so with your um, list in front of you, let's just go to the Lord from here. Amen. You call up. We'll all pray together as one. Amen. Our Heavenly Father, Lord, we do want to thank you for the privilege we have, Lord, of approaching you tonight. Lord, we thank you for the precious word of God that speaks to our heart. And thank you for uh, speaking to us tonight, helping us, Lord, to see, to get our lives going for you. Father, we pray for all these uh, prayer requests, 